Welcome back to the Replay Center podcast. I'm your host, Zach. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Derrick Rose dropping a career-high 50 points. Also, Luke Walton gets scolded by Magic Johnson. He gets a little talking to. Magic wasn't too happy with the outcome so far, so he had a little chit-chat with him. We're going to be talking about that. And the Dallas Mavericks and the Cleveland Cavaliers are having some chemistry problems. Now before we get started, I just want to shout out the sponsor for this episode, which unfortunately after 11 whole episodes now, still nobody, but it's okay. We will get one eventually, but if you like basketball and you want to read more about basketball, check out my blog at thereplacecenter.com. There I'll be writing about news and uh, personal columns about everything that is happening happening in the NBA. Um, there hasn't been too much new stuff recently, but I will have more stuff up there. So make sure to follow that and check it out at thereplacecenter.com. Once again, that's thereplacecenter.com. So let's start off with this nice little heartwarming story. Um, Derek Rose, of course, if you, you've been a fan of basketball, you know he was an MVP. At, I believe it was like age 23 or something like that. So he got it real early. Um, he was a beast uh offensively he could get to the rim uh he jump over people uh super versatile and he was just a joy to watch when he was uh before he got injured but of course he did get injured uh two knee injuries along with a bunch of other injuries that's kind of derailed his uh career that was looking to be very very promising um but um now he's with the t-wolves he seems to have found a nice spot there as a backup point guard um and then he just went off the other night against i believe the utah jazz like one of the best better defensive teams in the league um last year the past couple years they've been like top five top two this this year they're struggling a little bit of course they got like defensive player of the year of last year Rudy Gobert down there manning down the fort but Rose was still able to go off he went off for 50 points 19 of 31 4 of 7 from 3 and he still got 6 assists um he scored in a variety of ways of course he had those four three-pointers um but he's got some bounce back into the game you know this is probably the healthiest he's looked since maybe when he was with the Knicks like the the beginning when he first got to the Knicks um you know he's getting up there finishing having some nice finishes of course he's not as athletic as he was before but it was good to see him have some like nice um just changing his shot in midair and nice athletic finishes that we haven't seen from him for a long time and he was finishing around the rim with like Rudy Gobert he had this one fake out too um where he faked uh Rudy Gobert out underneath the rim got him to go to the other side so he came back and finished um it was just good to see him have that and he was hitting a variety of mid-rangers um which was a big part of his game um down in uh, Chicago although that's it's just not a, as uh, a frequent as a shot that you see anymore but you know it's still effective to a degree a lot of people still take mid-rangers and uh he was making them that game and of course he hit four of seven from three and uh, his three ball right now is probably the best of his career um even during his mvp seasons he still was just you know an okay shooter but right now 
Um, he's shooting at a very high volume, a higher volume than before because that's just how the game has evolved. And he's shooting them pretty well. Um, not like 40% or something. I think he's around like 37, 38% there. Um, so that's a great addition to his game there. Um, very needed for the modern times. Um, you know, he's just still got the moves. You know, he's still got the dribble moves that, you know, the flashy dribble moves that the big time crossovers. He he likes to hit people with these huge crossovers that get some leaning. And so he could get to the hoop that way. And before, you know, when he was young at 23 and super explosive, he would either finesse these guys go between two guys and then scoop it up somehow or sometimes he'll just dunk it on you now he can't do that anymore but he could you still saw some nice finesse athletic moves and um he still got some handles which is great to see you know i think he's gonna be a nice fit for the timberwolves there um although the team overall is not it's a very much in a state of confusion of what they want to do with Jimmy Butler and the young guys there but um it was just good to see him hit those shots um great night for him 50 points he hit some good big time shots too um he hit the go ahead bucket he hit um a free throw to make it um i believe a three point game at that point and then um, he blocked the three-pointer to end the game to even, you know, not give the Jazz at all even a chance to tie it and send it uh, into overtime. There's no Jimmy Butler that game because he was resting. Um, that's just how he's doing things now. Um, but, uh, you know, great game for him. He was emotional after the game. There was an interview and he was crying. But um, it was very good to see the whole league come around and support him too. Of course, his teammates was so supportive hugging him and you know showered him with water after the game um you know when when he was doing an interview uh jimmy butler came in uh yelled a couple things of him at him positive things he wasn't saying hey derrick rose screw you for taking uh showing this team doesn't need me but nah jimmy butler was supportive of him and then just tweets from all every player just supporting derrick rose because you know some of the young guys saw him and probably like were inspired to play by him and you know it's just very good to see him doing his thing um that's the only positive story uh though of uh, this episode uh a lot of teams are not doing too hot right now one of them is the los angeles lakers and um magic johnson had something to say to luke walton it was reported um after the mavs game but this meeting actually came before the Mavs game um so Magic Johnson had a little meeting a little chit chat just telling him yo we do need to win this season um just making sure Luke understood that point um it seemed that the meeting was more emphasized emphasized on a, a lack of a system rather than like you're doing you need to win like you got to do better it was more like critiquing specific things which the one thing about Luke Walton so far he's been experimenting a lot with different lineups playing Lonzo and Rondo at the same time KCP they got a lot of pieces there and um he's kind of just messing around with them so far of course he's had Lonzo come back from an injury, uh, Rondo got suspended, Ingram got suspended, so he's mixed in the match in a little bit, and it's very early in the season, so I really don't know if you could, like, hate on him for that, um, but that is one critique that you could point out, um, 
from his standpoint at least um but you know magic johnson had a little talking to and then everybody of course caught this story and um magic came out the other day i think yesterday and um said yes i did have this meeting with him but uh, it was just you know just a little talking to you know i said what i said and he understood it and he took it well and that was that and he actually came out and said he won't fire him this season which is a big time promise. I don't know, you know, Magic Johnson, this is his first gig. That's a big promise to make. Like, what if they lose, like, like a lot of games? Are you still going to keep that promise? Um, maybe at that point, people won't blame him. But, you know, that's a big time promise. Of course, Luke Walton wasn't a hire by Magic Johnson and crew. Um, he was actually of the previous regime of Jim Buss. Um, so... Not not from this uh this new generation of uh Lakers. Not new generation, but like new regime of Genie Bus and Max Johnson and Rob Polinka. But uh Genie Bus has shown a lot of trust in within him and um one thing she reiterated uh when she came in here was she didn't want to have a new coach like every year. Um but um Luke is just kind of learning, you know, the pressures of being a coach with LeBron James on your team. Um, a team with LeBron is always going to be expect- expected to compete at a very high level. And if you're not, you know, the coach usually takes a hit first. You saw with Spolstra, he survived because ultimately he proved that he was a great coach. Um, David Blatt did not survive. Ty Lu did survive, but didn't last many games after LeBron left um we will see how Luke Walton holds up um but I think he's still okay you know still very early um one thing that did come out afterwards though after the meeting was reported a lot of people were bagging on um Magic Johnson like because they were saying this roster is to blame it's not Luke Walton and you know Magic's key signings here is obviously you got LeBron James big win big time win right there um JaVale McGee has been a gem that he found there Lance Stevenson has done solid um the questions come from Rondo KCP and Michael Beasley Michael Beasley is like not out of the rotation so he seems like a useless sign right now um Rondo has shown some good positives um, you know, he runs, he, he fits that system for sure as a, as a great passer. Um, it's just, they lack shooting so much. You just don't see why you need another player like Rondo when you have Lonzo and LeBron as great ball handlers and passers. Did you really need to sign Rondo to 9 million when you could have gotten Julius Randle? You could have re-signed you know, Brooke Lopez, they don't have a backup big right now, which is a big time problem because, you know, JaVale is already playing career high minutes around like 28 minutes a game right now, I think. And behind him, they have like Kyle Kuzma backing him up at center and that just won't do. And then they have these other young dudes, John Williams and Ivak uh, Zubak. And, you know, they're just not ready for prime time. So, um, there's been talk that Tyson Chandler, um, once he clears waivers, if he, um, is it, did he get released? I didn't even know he got released. Um, but there's been talk that the Lakers will be big time suitors for him, you know, and he's kind of washed, but, um, 
he he could still provide some backup big minutes, I think, to JaVale McGee. Um, so, you know, maybe he could fit that role there. Um, but KCP has been the biggest, like, what the fuck signing of all time. Because this dude got $12 million for one year. And, you know, there was a lot of talk that because he's from Clutch Agency, um, LeBron's agent, C, <laughs> um, there was talk that this was kind of a favor to LeBron and his agent. Um, and that's that's just a not, not a smart thing to do because he's been borderline unplayable and he's getting $12 million a year and that's... KCP, it's that's that twelve million could have gone so to so many other players, and there was definitely no teams that was gonna pay him anywhere near that. Um, he's not shooting the three ball well at all, and his defense is not that great. Josh Hart is outplaying him by a mile, so is pretty much like everybody else on this team. So it's just waste of a roster space and money at that point with KCP um so this roster you know it's he found some gems and I don't think those two have done bad Magic and Rob they've drafted really really well so far um and last year moving Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance to get a first round pick and unloading their contracts was a great move they made some good moves and this roster definitely has his um, you know, relapses and um, just areas where they focus too much and not on the other. It's not a balanced roster. But, you know, some aspects are cl- clearly working. They have one of the best offenses in the league. Um, they just can't play any defense and they can't shoot. Um, right now, they're four and six. Uh, they had back-to-back wins. Uh, against the Mavs and the Blazers, which is like great to see for Lakers fans. At the same time, not that great to see um, because those are still two very close games down the line, and you could kind of argue they had no business of being close. Um, the Mavs games in in particular, they just kind of blew that lead at the end. I'm going to go into it um, a little more when I talk about the Mavs and Luka Doncic, but they just choked, almost had a total choke job at the end there and uh against the Blazers they had a huge lead the bench came in gave them a big um big time lead and then the starters came back in and blew it I believe the starters were like all in the minus double digits in that game um so but you know beating the Blazers is big time because the Blazers have been red hot um so it was good to see them win and they've been competitive against the you know higher team of the West. And they beat the Nuggets too, so it's not like they're bad. But this West, um, the Western Conference is stacked, in case you didn't know already. Um, You can't mess around in the Western Conference and expect to just be the fourth seed. If this team figures it out, they could very well be the second team in the West, I think. Seriously, because the Rockets are not doing that good. If the Lakers can somehow figure out how to play some just a little bit of better defense, shoot the three ball a little better, and just make their free throws and keep their lead stay consistent, they could be second in the West easily. They have one of the best offenses, and they're not even shooting the three ball well at all. 
Um, so, you know, the door is very much open there. On the other hand, if they can't figure it out, they could be out of the playoffs. Here, here's who they have to, they have to knock out one of these teams in order to make the playoffs. The Warriors, Nuggets, Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Thunder, and Rockets. That's one of the eight teams they have to knock out at, at the very least one of those eight to, um, to be in the playoffs. The Warriors red hot, obviously. Nuggets, great start right now. Blazers, great start. Pelicans, uh, great start in the beginning. Not so much right now. Spurs are off to a great start, although they just lost to the Orlando Magic. Um, and the Thunder and the, the Rockets are not even doing well right now. So it's really up to, you know, I think it comes down Pelicans, Thunder, Rockets, and Jazz, Jazz are not doing too hot either. Um, but, you know, just I think there's going to be a bloodbath for two to eight, eight seed, <laughs> two to eight seed um, for sure. And that's just those teams right now. Maybe one of these teams doesn't turn it around like the Thunder or the Rockets. They could get knocked out of playoffs because guess what? The Clippers and the Grizzlies are pretty pretty damn good right now. The Grizzlies beat the Jazz the other night. And, you know, and when Mike Conley and Mark Gasol are doing good, that team is still very hard to beat. And, you know, besides those two teams, we, these are long shots. But the Timberwolves still have Jimmy Butler. They haven't traded him yet. There's still a lot of talent on that team. And the Sacramento Kings are 6-4 and four still. So, you know, you, you never know what I, what could happen. I don't think it's going to hold up, but I'm just just mentioning the Sacramento Kings are 6 and 4. So that's that's a lot of talent right there. The only two teams that really suck in the West right now are the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Um but uh, you know, the Lakers it's just whichever team could figure it out and get it going what is going to be an absolute bloodbath down there. And it's going to be great to watch. Um, but uh, I do think the Lakers ultimately will make the playoffs. It's LeBron James. He's still playing terrifically. Um, I do have some wonder about, you know, if they don't get another star, it's, you know, it's, they could have wasted a couple years here. Because we talk, we always talk about Chris Paul getting that big contract and how he's going to be getting paid when he's 36, 37 years old, 40 plus million. But so is LeBron James. LeBron's turning 34 in December. He's going to be 37 years old when he, in his final year of his contract, getting paid like 41 million. Now, of course, he's LeBron James. He's still playing terrifically at a very, very, very high level. But, you know, if they can't get a star and he declines... The young guys obviously will have to step up, and some of some of them are. Kyle Kuzma is doing great. Brandon Ingram is showing great signs of being a scorer, although he hasn't gotten that many shots. I think um, as he would have if LeBron wasn't here. Maybe you know he grows a little discontent. There was there was a little clip that was going around on Twitter the other night of. Um, LeBron calling the ISO, kind of just pushing Ingram out to the, not like physically pushing, but like signaling to him to go off into the left corner. And uh, Ingram had like a mismatch on CJ McCollum, and he didn't look too happy about that. But, um, you know, that's what happens when you're playing with LeBron James. Um, and, you know, are people, are 
players going to want to come to the Lakers next year? I think it's because of the Lakers and LeBron James that you think that's a no-brainer. But LeBron's older. You know, the Lakers, of course, you want to go to LA, but the Clippers have two max slots. And if the Lakers say, say they get an eighth seed, let's just say they get an eighth seed or a six, seven, eight, one of those, and they get knocked in the first round. Do you really want to go there? I mean, there, there's still a lot of players out in the next offseason. You got Clay, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kawhi, Kevin Durant. So very well they could get one of those guys. But, you know, I don't think it's um, it's as secure as a lot of Lakers fans hope to believe of them landing another star and, you know, turning the corner into like an actual competitor because I just don't think they are right now. Um, but we will see what happens um, with them down the line. Um, at the very least, they are must, must watch basketball right now because every game is close for them. No matter if it's a bad team or a good team, you know, they, they will always find a way to um, compete or let the other team back in. So um, it's a lot of fun to watch them and there's going to be a lot of drama. So we will keep an eye on them. Speaking of drama, a lot of drama with the Mavs and the Cavs uh, so far. We'll start with the lower drama, more low key with the Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic and the Mavs vets, um, there could be some chemistry issues. Now, there hasn't been any report, all right? Any, there hasn't been any like physical report that has said there's discontent within the Mavs locker room. But we're kind of seeing it on the court a little bit. Now, of course, the big clip is DeAndre Jordan like pushing Luca out of the way to get a rebound when Luca was uncontested for this rebound. Um, that's kind of what DeAndre does. He, you know, he hogs all the rebounds, and that would that rebound would have given Luca his uh, first double double of his career. Um, ultimately, he didn't get it because you know DeAndre Jordan got the rebound instead, and Luca looked kind of mad. And you can see in the background, uh, Mark Cuban wasn't too happy. Um, Luca looked looked. Luca looked. This is kind of a tongue twister there. Luke Luca looked to the bench, showed his discontent, and he was also dealing with a you know back soreness right now. So that could be another factor to it. Um, it's just Luca Doncic clearly is showing to be a, a very very good player already. He's shooting lights out from three. Um, he's their best offensive player and playmaker by far. Um, the dude is balling, and you saw that in the Lakers game. Like, the Lakers only won that game by one. Um, they chugged that game away, all right? With 342 left in the fourth quarter, Lonzo hit a free throw to put him up 111-98, to a 13-point lead with 3 minutes and 42 seconds to go. The Mavs went on an 8-0 run in 2.5 minutes, and, Ingram and, and then Ingram and Kyle Kuzma... Each missed one free throw. Luka Doncic tied it up with a layup, a crazy layup. And then Wesley Matthews just gave it away, fouled LeBron James, who still missed one free throw um, to give the Lakers a one-point lead. And ultimately, there wasn't enough time to really um, make a good shot. Berea like, launched like a half-court shot and didn't make it. Um, but Luka Doncic took over at the end of that game. He only finished with 14 points and 7 assists. But with 6 minutes to go, 
in the fourth quarter, he was only two of eight. All right. He was two of eight. And this is what he did with six minutes. He checks in, hit two three pointers, a free throw, that game tying layup, and had three assists. The only that during that six minute span to finish the game, there was only a JJ Berea layup and two DeAndre Jordan free throws that he didn't have anything to do with. The rest he either assisted on or scored on. He single-handedly like led that comeback. And maybe this attention I'm giving him right now is why the vets aren't too happy. Um, but it looks like they're just not... Maybe this is Carlisle. Maybe it's just the vets. But there's no reason Wesley Matthews should be taking isolation shots. It... That's the problem right there. There's too many contract year guys on this young core of really just Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic. And, you know, they need to just let Luka Doncic take over because he's just too gifted offensively to not be given the keys right now. He's clearly shown already that he can handle this offense and he could just take over even on broken plays he makes something happen he needs to be the primary ball handler the primary scorer like let him do everything and he will go off maybe his efficiency will dip and he's turning the ball over a lot right now he's got like four turnovers a game but he just needs to be given more responsibility it is early in the season i understand but if you're really you know if you're rick carlisle and you have to balance whether to give these veteran guys who are on their last year of their contract, giving them an opportunity to shine or let your young guy, Luka Doncic, take over and just let him develop as much as possible, you choose Luka Doncic all the time, completely. You dive in on that. And um, just the veteran guys are not doing great right now. You know, Wesley Matthews, that contract has been pretty bad um, and DeAndre Jordan's not been doing great either. He's just not playing great defense. All he's really doing is he's getting rebounds for sure, and he's turned their one of the worst offense, like one of the worst defensive rebounding team, um, to like one of the best. So props to him for that. But he's not really playing a lot of defense. And uh, here are the numbers for offensive rating. When Luka Doncic is on the floor, it's a one hundred seven point four. When he goes off. It's a 99.6. So, you know, he just needs to be given the keys, man. They lost against the Knicks by like 10 plus points. It was almost 20 at one point, I think. Um, And in the fourth quarter, you know, he came in and scored three straight baskets. And he didn't touch the ball for like five possessions. Like, that shouldn't be happening. Like, Harrison Barnes, he's pretty good. He's, He's done well. You know, he's got he's got some scoring abilities. Wesley Matthews could give you some buckets. Dennis Smith Jr. can give you some buckets. But Luka Doncic needs to be given the keys. Give the man the keys. He's old enough to drive. Let him drive. Okay? There's, he should be... He's the guy. You traded two first-rounders for him. Unless you want to tank this year. And get, you know, that tip... That, that that pick is top five protected. Maybe you troll the troll the Hawks and get Luka Doncic for free. Essentially, did uh, they must have thrown something else in that package, right? Or what was the if it doesn't convert, what happens to it? I, I'm not sure. I have to look that up. But 
Um, maybe they tank. They aren't doing too great right now. I think they won like two games. Um, they've come very close to beating these top end teams, the Spurs and the and the Lakers. And guess what happened in those games? Luka Doncic scored 31 points against the Spurs, and he took over at the end of that Lakers game. So give the man the keys. He he was MVP of the Euroleague last year. It's not like he's you know he's a bad player. I don't know why he went didn't go first or second, or he went third overall. But somebody else had to trade him for that to happen, um, or trade the rights to draft him for that to happen. Um, but he needs to be getting just give Luca the keys. That's the new hashtag. Give Luca the keys and let the kid drive, um, or else you're gonna be looking at winning the lottery and <laughs> so uh, Mavs Mavs give Luca the keys um a must much worse situation though than the Mavs is the Cavs because they've only won one game against the Hawks they did win it was a good win for them but besides that everything else has been very very bad um so bad J.R. Smith wants out of there <laughs> J.R. Smith has demanded a trade okay because he's not getting any minutes although he just got some minutes in the last game scored some buckets too um but just this they have a bad balance right now just their locker room guys are not great like Tristan Thompson J.R. Smith are not like the best leaders Jordan Clarkson is still on that team and he never passes the ball Rodney Hood hasn't taken a step up. He's still averaging like 12 points a game. Larry Nance is just Larry Nance. You know, he hasn't really shown much signs. Chetty Osman, just a bunch of guys who like don't have too much potential at all. And the one guy that, that has potential, Colin Sexton, you know, he's their core. That That's it. It's just Colin Sexton. I don't really see anybody else in that core besides Colin Sexton. Um, and the vets, you know, they're having some uh, issues as well. LeBron had some issues his rookie year. That's when what I forgot to mention with Luka Doncic is um, apparently, you know, maybe the vets are not so keen on him coming in and changing changing the game. And um, that's what happened with LeBron too when he came into the league. You know, when some of his teammates were like, I don't think a rookie, a high schooler is going to come in here and, you know, make us better. Um but he did. He's LeBron James. And, you know, he improved the record by a shit ton. And he was given the keys. He, he averaged like 26 and 6, something like that. Luca could too. Just give him the keys, Mavs. Carlisle, do it. <laughs> but enough about that. Um, Sexton should be given the keys too. Um, he's doing okay. Offensively, showing some signs. Defensively, not so great. And that's where I think the Cavs veterans are, you know, a little upset and saying, you know, he has his flaws and he just needs to listen. We've accomplished. Here's the thing. I don't know about this whole we've accomplished, we've done it thing that Tristan Thompson keeps pushing with like him and Corver and Fry and JR. That's like, he says that's their core veterans. Um, I don't know about that, man. I, listen, Thompson had his moments um, back at when they won the finals. He did. I'm not going to deny that at all. He definitely has had his moments, but he, you know, he's very much declined a lot um, since then. Um, and I don't think, I guess you have, you know, I'll give him, I'll give him some veteran, you know, a veteran card for that. Um, but you know, I don't think he's the greatest leader. I don't think he should be out here like, oh, you know, I'm the vet. I've gone through it all. You should listen to me. Um, definitely shouldn't be like that and Sexton kind of knows that he kind of knows he's 
He's the future. You can, you're not going to do anything to get rid of him. He's the guy. May, he might be the rookie now, but in a couple of years, everybody else is going to be gone likely, and he's still going to be there. Um, so he knows that, and he's just, you know, doing his thing. Uh, I do think he has some, if, if everything, everybody's nice, everybody's talking, everybody's being nice, then he could certainly learn a couple of things from those guys. Kyle Corvus, great shooter. George Hill said he'll play, teach him how to play defense. Um, and George Hill, not a bad defender. He's a, he's a veteran, savvy vet that's been around. Um, maybe he, th- those, uh, those guys could teach him how to score big contracts later in his career too. Um, but there's some discontent there. And of course, Ty Lu got fired. The new coach, Larry Drew, came in and there was a contract dispute. He was getting getting offered a raise and he wanted more years instead. That didn't happen. So he like leaked it to the public. And then there was a former coach named Jim Boylan that is filing a lawsuit for age discrimination. Um, Kyle Corver is kind of out of the rotation and... A report came out from the Athletics' Joe Vardon that um, he said that, you know, if LeBron doesn't resign, I want to be moved. And they said, okay, and it hasn't happened. And Kyle, Kyle, Kevin Love is injured. Everything's gone bad for the Cavs. And um, they're kind of just showing that, you know, without the, the, the curtains almost of LeBron James covering... Everything the shit show that is the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Um, it's all being revealed now. The LeBron James curtain is gone, and now we're seeing the whole circus behind it. Um, Dan Gilbert is not a great owner. Kobe Allman has not proved to be a great coach, and they just got a bunch of guys on that team that don't fit. And Colin Sexton just walked in there like, what is this? He saw the curtain of LeBron James and what they accomplished in the past three years. He went in, into this organization. LeBron left. The curtain is gone. And now he sees, whoa, this is like James Dolan and Glenn Taylor bad. This is like the Cavs are one of the po- worst run organizations there is. LeBron James curtain is gone. And now you're seeing it. Um, and now the whole world is seeing it. The reporters are letting us know, um, which is good for the reporters, you know. Without this shit show that is happening, they will have nothing else to really report on, I guess. Um, but bad, bad, bad season um, incoming for the Cavs. Don't think they'll be making the playoffs and reclaiming their title as the Eastern Conference uh, champions anytime soon. Um, besides that, uh, let's just go around the league, see what's up. The Celtics are starting to figure it out. Um Ever since they beat the Thunder, um, their offense pick it up a little bit. Hasn't been terrific, but it's been a little better. Um, you know, Kyrie's had some a thirty point game, twenty eight point game. He's he's shown up a little bit. Jalen Brown's improved a little bit, although he did have a little foot injury that he dealt with. Um, they beat the unbe- the previously undefeated Bucks. They beat took those guys down. And then they lost a heartbreaker to the Pacers. Very good game. Oladipo with a big time three. The net didn't even move. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. Even though it drove a dagger through my heart. Um, It was a very, very painful three. Um, And that really came down to Kyrie Irving missed just a beautiful play drawn drawn up by Brad Stevens. That gave him a 
layup there. Um, contested, but you know, you expect Kyrie to finish those. That would have put him up four with like nine seconds to go. That probably would have iced it. But, um, you know, didn't hit that. And then Hayward turned the ball over on the other end. It is what it is. What it is. Oladipo hit a big shot. It was on the road. Um, but Celtics are looking, turning things around. They're looking good. Um, Thunder starting to figure it out as well. They've won three in a row now. Uh, Russell Westbrook has, since that Celtics game where at the end he just missed everything and bricked everything, he's really taken, you know, not taking as much threes and taking better shots. He's sham godding people. He is crossing people up, and he's he's playing great basketball right now, and uh, they're looking good. Big game tonight with them and the Pelicans, who are struggling really hard right now. After winning their first four by big numbers, they were destroying people. Left and right, the Kings, the Rockets, no matter who, they were just destroying people. And then they lost five in a row. Granted, tough teams in the West, but every team is tough in the West. So um, if Pelicans can't hang with these teams, they got a problem. And the bigger problem is that Anthony Davis might want to bounce. There was a recent article that came out with him saying, like, if I'm not terrific on the during the game, the game we're playing, we're probably gonna lose. That's that's not a not not really a thing you want to hear if you're a Pelicans fan or a worker or a front office guy. There doesn't sound too great. Sounds like he might be leaving. You know, of course, uh, Celtics have a lot of assets. I'm just saying, um, maybe it's good. We got Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, a lot of people we could move. Jason Tatum. I don't know if I want to move Jason Tatum. I don't want to move everybody, man. I, I'm attached to this team, but Anthony Davis is very, very good. Um, but Pelicans a little struggling. We'll have to see how they recover. Um, 76ers also not doing too great. Markel Fultz continues to struggle. Um, and continues to start. J.J. Redick has been lights out. He's scoring like 15, 16, 17, 18 points a game every single night. Um, if he sits the whole year, he's easily um, sixth man in a year in my opinion. Um, there's some other contenders in there, of course, like Lou Williams. Marcus Morris is shooting crazy from the field. He's been amazing. Marcus Morris Sr. is is a different beast than Marcus Morris of last year. Um, so the six-man battle could be interesting to watch. But um, the 76ers, Joel Embiid has been terrific. He's getting like 30 and 12 or something like that, 30 and 10, like every other game. He beasted on the Pistons the other night and um, tweeted at uh, Andre Drummond, um, hashtag you bum, and then said um, he kicked Zaza and Andre Drummond's ass. Um great time to watch him when he does that to other teams against your own team not so fun but you know joel it's funny and it's good that he just he's trash against uh al horford so um i'm i'm having a lot of fun watching him do that against other teams and then not be able to do it against the celtics um he's been great ben simmons has been eh, you know turning the ball over a lot and um not shooting a ball at all very well. He's not shooting three pointers still. Um, you know, you may th- say, "Oh, uh, you know, it's okay. He doesn't need to shoot threes." Not in today's NBA, man. You gotta be able to shoot, and if you can't, it kills your spacing, and you just—that's a huge part of a game to be missing. And not like not even taking them at all. Even Fultz takes them, 
not great. They're like really bad. But at least he takes them. He had one against the Nets who they just got demolished by. By like almost 20 points. Might have been 20 points. Um, But he bricked one like way off. And I don't know what happened to this kid. Um, But it's it's just not looking great for him. He's shown some nice defensive uh, abilities. Ability to get to the rim as well. Um, But that jump shot being gone is just not good, man. It's just tough to see. Um, The problem with him there is like he can't just... It's his form that's fucked up. So he can't even hit like mid-rangers and stuff. Which That was a huge part of his game coming out of college. He was shooting like 41 from downtown. And he was nailing mid-rangers. Now it's like gone. So that's tough to see. That is... I hope for the kid turns it around, but um, it's looking bad. Um, and the Sixers are six and five. Um, we'll, we will see if they turn it around. I they, they they obviously make the playoffs, but looking more and more further back, um, in the playoff race than a lot of people had them second and third. Um, but right now they're looking like the sixth, fifth best team, maybe the Bucks, Celtics, Pacers. And Raptors are all looking better than them right now, for sure. Um, Besides that, that's pretty much it. I'm going to wrap it up there. As always, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, be sure to rate and review me on iTunes, Spotify, um, and subscribe, follow, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm across most platforms right now. If I'm not, tweet me at Spoken Hoops. And uh, I, I tweet a lot about basketball there and other things as well. So be sure to follow me there. Um, uh, again, check out my blog at thereplaycenter.com. But that's going to be it. Thank you guys for listening once again. And I will see you guys next time. Later.